I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, Carrie. So this is week one in the books of Mm -hmm. Christmas. What a week. What a week. (laughs) Seven movies down, 500 to go, it seems. Oh, yeah. So before we get into what we actually thought of the movies, I wanted to chat about something that I have noticed. I believe you have noticed it as well. Yep. On Philo, there's currently an issue with Hallmark movies and mysteries. So what I think happened is here's a side issue. (laughs) They moved the movie from 9 until 10 p.m. On Hallmark. On Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. It was originally Hallmark starts at 8 and Movies and Mysteries starts at 9. And now it's Hallmark starts at 8 and Movies and Mysteries starts at 10. Mm-hmm. And I think something with that switch has caused problems in Philoland because you go to record the movie and the guide says that it's at 9 p.m., even though it's at 10 p.m. So you're not actually getting the movie you're recording. You're getting a last hour of the movie before and the first hour of the movie that you're recording. Yeah, which when- was very frustrating whenever I was going to watch these Christmas movies. And I'm like, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really irritating. And the there is a way around it, but your favorite thing, you have to have one of these apps. So if you download the Hallmark TV app, you can sign in with your Philo account as your provider and mm-hmm. watch it. Bad parts are, A, they only have them on there for like three days. Whoa. Yeah. It's like expiring soon. And it literally just went up yesterday. I'm like, how is this expiring soon? But there's also, you have to watch the commercials. You cannot get around it. And I noticed today that I started one and (laughs) I had to turn it off. And when I did that, I had to start it over again. I couldn't pick up where it was. So these are the the bad things. The downside of Philo, because, you know, I just got it. I'm still within my seven-day free trial because I needed it for a lifetime. And I am not going to keep it, I don't think, because I just went back to Friendly because Friendly was running fine and recorded everything. So, I mean, that would still mean I have to figure out the lifetime deal. But Philo is not getting a thumbs up from me anymore now. Yeah, it's it's a big disappointment. So sorry, everyone who tried Philo <laughs> on our recommendation. <laughs> I have it too. And I'm feeling it. And I've written to them twice. And apparently they're saying it's a hallmark issue, but Friendly is not having that issue. No. So it's clearly a Philo issue. But that's our PSA for the week. Yes. But what we really came here for. (laughs) Yes. Was to talk about the movies for this weekend. So I'm just curious as a starting us off kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like this is a good start or could have been better? Or how do you feel? I thought it was an okay start overall as a weekend. If I'm thinking about the movies that they Lifetime and Hallmark chose to premiere with, I think both of those were weak, but Lifetime edged out Hallmark. Well, and I could even say that. I I think we also agree that movies and mystery kind of started out. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. We we have words. We do. So the first movie was Friday, Christmas on Ice on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And this is the one, you know, where the girl's a ice skater and the guy's a hockey player. And she's trying to save the the rink downtown. He actually owns a big rink that's just opening up, not downtown. And they have to work together to figure out how to save the rink. Well, she kind of forces him to work with her to try and save her rink. This is true. But then the mayor forces them to work together on 
the carnival. Well, she kind of butted her head in there too because he just pushed the carnival onto the guy and took it away from her and she didn't like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of force. It's <laughs> a lot of forcing yourself on someone. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. I liked this movie. Well, I thought it was okay. I liked the people. I liked the people in it. I liked her friend. I just felt that, well, one of the things was I felt like they were more like friends than lovers, quote unquote. Yeah. I thought he was really cute. Oh, yeah. The Shout only out cast- to Ryan Cooper. <laughs> the only casting issue that I really had a problem with was Trevor, mm. who was like 15, but dating someone who's not 15. I don't know. He was young looking, though. Yeah, he did look really young, and I didn't like the secondary romance they had in this movie. I didn't either. wasn't for me. And then this made me think of you at the end when they specifically <laughs> didn't kiss in front of a crowd. And she, at the very end, she tells them, she's like, I wanted to do this, but not in front of everyone. She and then says, they kissed. It didn't seem appropriate. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's Carrie. I was Carrie. like, oh my gosh. Thank the Lord. Finally, someone with some sense. <laughs> she's being rational. <laughs> I definitely had that down too. I also loved her solution to the problem of how to save the hockey rink. I mean, the mm-hmm. ice skating rink, because I I loved her speech that she gave to try oh, to save yeah. it. I thought it was much better than the, but you can't, you can't close the rink. What about the kids? Oh my gosh, the kids. What about the kids? You can't do that. No, you just can't do that the first time. Yeah. Her pleading with the mayor in the beginning not to shut them down with the kids was really annoying. Yeah. But she prepared for her speech in front of the other people. Yeah. So it should have been better, which it was. (laughs) That also reminded me of something else I liked. I liked her Christmas card campaign idea. Mm Mm-hmm. To, like, try and get change. Like, send a Christmas card. Maybe he'll get the Christmas spirit. And I was like, I like this idea. Instead of just, like, calling, you know, or which is what people do these days. Like, call your whoever to complain. Right. I did feel like, though, it could have been a winter movie. I didn't feel super Christmassy. No. About it. Like, I felt like this could be a winter movie, except for the Christmas cards, I think, was the only part that I was really like, oh. I mean, they had Christmas decorations, obviously, but it wasn't like No, because even when I was thinking of the rating for, like, our candy canes, Christmas cheer, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like, there really wasn't a lot of Christmas feels or decorations or anything going on. I agree. And then the other thing that I noticed was when I was looking on IMDb, we I sent this to you. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> I saw the poster on IMDb from like the little picture, right? And I was right. like, oh, my gosh, I love this. And then I click on it and it's their two faces in the sky. This was like, you know, what is it? Like a glamour shots or something from like the 80s where the head floats <laughs> in the sky above the actual picture of the person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this. And then when I scrolled in and looked at it, the the people in the front are not the same people. <laughs> no, they were completely different. And I asked you, I was like, is this like a spoof? Is this a real movie poster? Because it doesn't look real. <laughs> no, it didn't because the girl looked just like Taylor Swift. Yeah, the people are definitely not them. And then there was a tagline. I'm like, I'm scrolling to find it because it made frozen. me laugh. They found love in a frozen place. And it made me think because Taylor Swift co-wrote We Found Love. A Rihanna song. Yeah. I'm like, and the girl looks like Taylor Swift. Like, is this a T-Swift fan? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know either. But those are all my comments. So I gave the set a five because 
Uh, mainly because I loved her apartment. I thought it was amazing. Oh. <laughs> that was the one that sold me. And I kind of like the idea of the little rink down in like the main part of town. I thought it was really cute. But I probably gave it too high because of the apartment. <laughs> well, you definitely gave it higher than me because I gave it a three. Oh, wow. I just thought it was average. You know, I do like an outdoor rink. And her apartment was cool. But like as I was trying to think back on it, I was just like, eh, there's nothing really that stuck out to me as I love. Yeah. Which is the same for style. Yep. I gave it a three. I gave it a three also on style. Not much to say there. Nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, their hair did look good. There's that. Yes. And then storyline, I also gave it a three because there are a ton of skater and hockey player storylines and saving the rink. I gave it a four Hmm. mainly because of the story about how she goes about saving the rink. I felt like it was new and like not what you would expect. Yeah, that was different. I would have just expected somebody donated money to save the rink in the end. Like... The guy ends up donating the money to save the rink because he loves her. Yeah, except, you know, I don't think he really does love her. Because they're friends. Friend. <laughs> His daughter loves her more than he does. That's true. What did you give it for Christmas? Three. three. It's a three all around. Yeah. That's what I gave it was a three. So I was like, meh, meh. <laughs> so then if we get on love or nonsense, Carrie, was oh, this yes. movie love or nonsense? I mean, am I rating this in comparison to the other movies? Well, Just I'll tell you what itself. I said then if it maybe it'll help you. Okay, go. I for gave it. it nonsense. Okay. I'm, it wasn't love. I'm kind I'm I think I'm leaning more towards nonsense as well. This one I feel like is one of the harder ones because it's definitely one that fell more middle of the road for me mm-hmm. than good or bad. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was bad. Yeah, but you wouldn't say it was great. No. <laughs> Cuz I don't know that I'd want to rewatch it. That's a that's a good reason for rating it nonsense. All right. On to the Hallmark premiere, Jingle Bell Bride. If everyone will recall, this is about a wedding planner who has to fly to Alaska to find a special flower, the Jingle Bell flower, I think that's what it's called, for a bride in time for her wedding. And there she falls in love with the guy who has the Jingle Bell flowers. It was all right. (laughs) We did already say that they didn't have strong starts. (laughs) No, it wasn't bad. Again, it wasn't bad. I agree. I did think, if we're thinking friends and lovers again, I was getting a strong friends vibe until 30 minutes to the end or so the when suit? he gives her, what? When he when he puts on the suit. Puts on the suit. He puts on a suit to photograph the Jingle Bell flower. Do you not remember this? See, part? I don't even remember this. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> That's not when I thought it okay. took a romantic turn. Okay. It was a more obvious romantic turn when she was giving out flowers at the party and he gave her a rose. Uh-huh. And then she put her flower wish into a jar. And I don't know. It felt I felt like his um interest in her as more than just friends. And I felt her thing with him. So that's when it turned for me. I was like, okay, I can see these people kind of liking each other. I felt like he actually did not seem interested in her at all the majority of the time. He couldn't be bothered with her, but then again, why are you getting off of a plane and asking where the terminal is? You're literally standing in the middle of snow. Like, (laughs) where's baggage claim? What? You can literally see the whole airport. There were four seats on your plane. (laughs) Like, (laughs) She kept that going, like shock for a really long time that I feel like even though you're from New York City is unacceptable amount of shock. I mean, I'm sure that pilot was just like, why isn't this girl getting this yet? Because he's answering every question like, this should be your logical (laughs) common sense. (laughs) 
Well, I need another flight. Well, we don't have another flight. <laughs> I'm working on the only plane. We you only can have see enough. This is the only plane. <laughs> we only have enough people to fill up a four seater plane. Why on earth would there be more, <laughs> more flights? <laughs> yeah, she was pretty slow. Yeah, I but have. A I mean, question about for you though. Okay, I'm curious to know what you thought of their meat cute. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite. My thought was, why is he eating? Like, you see her banging on the thing. Why are you eating her cookies? Yeah. And then later, whenever they come back to, like, seal their agreement, it I was it's like, cookies. Like, when he held his hand out, I did not, my mind didn't go back to those cookies again. I was like, okay, handshake. What's the I know. deal? And, but she, and I don't even know how she got them anyway, because he's like, well, we could share. And she's like, no. <laughs> I know. And then in the, like, the, I know, I understand they were supposed to be like, like this cute bonding thing because they come up in the end again, but I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I did like his aunt. Yep. I wanted to call her his grandma because she looks like a grandma. Me too. But she's his aunt and she was really cute and I really liked her. She had great hair too. Oh, I loved her hair. Curly. <laughs> <laughs> but the ending. Spoiler was... alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Good job, Carrie. <laughs> I had this on my list. I was like, I need to add this in. The ending was kind of, I don't know. Like, it was different than the normal thing. Because normally, you know, they kiss and the camera pans out and it's over. But this was more, let's just walk away. And then we're going to have this awkward shot of the wedding. And like, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Well, I liked that, this is the spoiler, that he moved back but not necessarily for her, for mm -hmm. his life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she pushed him kind of in that direction because he wanted to pursue this thing with her, but it's not like he up and left his life in Alaska to be with no. her. So I found was, that really interesting. It was pretty convenient that he happened to be from New York and then in Alaska so that he did have something Agreed. to go back to, to New York so their thing could work. But, but God I do could think do it. <laughs> like Annie F. Down says, won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> he did it for her, man. Sure did. He brought this guy back. I <gasps> felt like I wished at the very end where they had that awkward thing that you're talking about. I wish that they would have taken her, like she would have taken her him back to her family. I thought that would have been a better ending than what they did. I think that having them have like a get together later and them all being there together would have just been a really cute like could have added some music, no real talking. It would have been cute. cute. I remembered something else that I thought was dumb in the end. And it was when the bride gives her the Jingle Bell Flower um, bouquet. Uh-huh. Which was the big deal in the very beginning. She's like, I want this because my grandma or whoever had this and she saved the flowers. So I want to do the same thing. So she goes through all that trouble to get the flowers. And then the bride just gives them back to her. I agree. I thought that was really weird like she's dating the guy with the jingle bell flowers yeah she can get them again i just i was like this was supposed to be your memento you just gave it away but she's also maybe it's like my best friend's bouquet where now she's the next one married maybe that's the implication that they were trying to make all right so i think that's all we have to say about jingle bell bride yep our ratings i'm just gonna streamline this it was all threes i gave it threes except for the Christmas one I gave it a four because mm -hmm. I appreciated the festival thing that they were doing that was cute <laughs> and then as far as love or nonsense I also gave this nonsense I also gave this nonsense 
our favorite movie yep. of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> also on Saturday, Christmas Tree Lane. You know, this is the one with Alicia Witt and Andrew Walker. Boo. And Alicia is like a music teacher who owns a music store. And Andrew Walker is an architect. And she's trying to save the street that her building lives on, which is Christmas Tree Lane. And I will say in this one, Andrew was perfection in this movie. He was great. Oh, my God. I loved him. There were so many points. Here's a couple of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're meat cute, which I didn't super love. I loved him about it. Mm-hmm. But she says something about wanting just plain black coffee and something and something. And one of his responses is, because they taste like sadness. <laughs> that made me so happy. It was amazing. And I loved him, like, picking out the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cute. Like, everything. He was that he just was the cutest. Yes. I just loved his personality. And she was just like a wet blanket. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> You know it's true. It was it, it wasn't great. In case you didn't realize this was not our favorite movie of the weekend. <laughs> no. Except I, for Andrew Walker was probably might have been one of my might have been my favorite performance of the weekend. Okay. I'll give you that. He was great. He was my favorite guy. Yep. But I mean, he's always going to be the favorite guy, so it's maybe not fair. <laughs> so, more about this movie. I put it above Jingle Bell Bride and Christmas on Ice only because it elicits an emotion from me. Mm -hmm. The emotion isn't positive, but it's more than just meh, you know, because this was, and I mean, we've said this multiple times, the Alicia Witt show. A lot of praise. There was a lot of praise for her. It was clapping and her basking in the glow. There was just focusing. It drove me crazy. And there were extended shots of her, like... While everybody claps for her and she just stands there smiling. Yeah. I I could not get behind it. I know people liked it. I know for sure one of my friends liked it. And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, she, she doesn't feel as badly about Alicia Wood as I do. I also, so. one other thing that I didn't love was there were odd transitions. Mm. So the one that I thought of was at the piano where she's singing, she starts getting into this sappy thing about, I don't know, what... But she got into the sappy moment and he kind of just is listening to her, listening to her be serious. And then all of a sudden he just like hits a key on the piano (laughs) and was like, "Okay, let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, there were awkward transitions because that makes me think because, you know, I mentioned to you, they're having a serious conversation walking down the street on the sidewalk. And then they're in front of a coffee coffee shop and she turns to him all perky all of a sudden. And she's like, let's coffee up. And he's like, yeah, let's coffee up. And I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> the weirdest thing. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. And as a spoiler alert again, because Andrew plays these people who are going in and like buying up these little towns all the time. I actually found it really interesting that his family was buying up the little town. Although his mom was like, who cares about that? Like, I felt like she didn't care about the business at all. No. But he didn't know about it until like almost at least halfway through the movie. He didn't know that his dad was behind that. Yeah. And then even once he did know, I did appreciate that their conflict. I don't know. It wasn't like he was still working against his dad, you know, and she knew that he was on her side kind of thing. Yeah. 
I agree. And I will say about the music, I just want to say this one thing about the music. The song when she sang it the first time, I was like, and he's like, you're amazing. I was like, no, you're not amazing. (laughs) But I will say I did really like the song. I love the piano. So the piano is a hit for me. And then the other thing was when she sang it again at the end, when she actually had pre-recorded it and it was like played over the top, Mm -hmm. much better the recorded version. I didn't really care about the song, but I do like, this is kind of a weird thing to like, I think. But when a girl is singing or like showing her talent and the guy is watching and like, it's kind of like adoring of her talent. And just, I was like, oh, I do like that, you know? So I thought that was cute on Andrew's part. (laughs) Yeah, that was very cute. So I'm at almost threes all the way across again. But set, I gave it a four. Because I really loved the little town. I loved the music stop and then the space above it and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I thought it was like old and cool looking and the little Christmas tree alley I thought was really cute. That's the only reason I gave it a four though. Okay. This will surprise you. I gave it fours for the set style and storyline because I know because I also like the Christmas tree lane. I thought it was super cute. And then style wise... I actually liked a lot of the outfits. I did think her blue dress mm-hmm. looked like she looked medieval, like she'd stepped out yeah. of Yeah, I can see that in the shape of the dress. But yeah. I thought overall the styling of it, if you saw it from the waist up, I thought the styling of her in that dress was like really great. Yeah, so I, I liked the styling. And then the storyline, I actually liked as well because I liked the idea of this. I did appreciate like the beginning. We start out with this very nostalgic look at the past, which is kind of different from most of the movies they start. And this history of the street and how long it's been around. So I did like that. So I gave those all fours and then I gave it five candy canes for Christmas because there was a lot of Christmas. Oh, there was a lot of Christmas. I guess I should have at least given it a four now that you're saying that, but... This is your rating. I mean, you can give it a four. Well, no, you're saying that. You're like, yeah, well, there was like, they had the hot cocoa and they did the trees and then they did the decorating the tree. And then like there was the Christmas concert and there there was a lot of Christmas things. I will say about her Christmas tree, though, that spoiler alert, she won first prize. I don't get it. (laughs) It's the Alicia Witts show. Okay. Yeah. That tree was whatever. (laughs) It was not decorated that great. Okay. I don't even remember paying attention to it. Does that it, it didn't it make an impression? Sheet, it was sheet music and old 45s, oh. which was Andrew's idea, which is cute, but it still felt very bare. Although I, this might be a taste thing because I like a lot of ornaments and it just looked plain. All right. Just moving on. Love or nonsense. <laughs> Can I love Andrew and nonsense the movie? <laughs> yeah, I, I said nonsense. <laughs> like, no, thank you. I'm not watching that again. I'm not either. All right. We're done. Poof. And now we're done with Alicia Witt because I don't think she has another Christmas movie this season. Got it out of the way early. Although that means we got Andrew out of the way early. (laughs) Womp womp. Double-edged sword. He made the movie though, so it was worth having him in that one. Oh, yeah. She needed needed Andrew. All right. Lifetime's movie, Christmas Unwrapped, about the journalist who has a story on this guy who owns a nonprofit and gives away a lot of Christmas stuff and writes an article about him actually liked a lot me too they were just they were so cute together i loved the actors he was a he was really good looking too oh yeah she was super pretty too and they just looked so good together and they had very good chemistry it was just very sweet i agree and it has santa magic like legit magic 
Yes, it does. Which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't either, but I was thinking, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, so is the paper made of something that makes this happen? <laughs> I'm like being would, her. Like, how does this really work? <laughs> I know. I was skeptical too. I was like, how are they going to make this like logical? Yeah. You know, like how is this even possible in real life? And then I was like, oh, spoiler alert, we're not making it logical. Nope. It's Santa. Uh, and it does have kind of a teary scene. Oh my gosh. Emotional. got me. You want to share what it was? Oh, yeah. So there's a kid who wishes to see his mom. And so they show him like an iPad and they get to video chat with the mom. And then she says, but I made a wish too. And it was to be at home for Christmas. And then she comes around and they see each other. And I'm like a hot mess. Yeah. Military homecomings always get me. Oh, yeah. They're always so emotional. Yep. I will say it was really funny to me. Like the very first scene of the movie, the friend is like, it's two weeks before Christmas. Now I can put up my Christmas decor because the the main character doesn't care about Christmas and is like, nope, you can't do it until two weeks before. And I was like, man, she's no Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's not. Because I put my stuff up November 1st. I also had one other note about the guy's best friend was from one of my favorite shows being Erica. And I was like super shocked to see him in there. And I was like, cool. I like this. I did like his backstory, the main guy and then his friend. Mm -hmm. I did also like like that they didn't really tell the whole point of the story she was writing was to find out where how he's getting funded. Mm -hmm. But they 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 hinted at this is what we found, but there was no proof and they never, ever revealed it. I just assumed it was Santa. Well, obviously. (laughs) Christmas magic. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I did like I was going to mention that Tiffany Haddish was the executive producer mm-hmm. on this movie and she started a nonprofit for foster children oh. because I don't know if she was in the foster system or she had like volunteered with somebody in it so but you know foster kids normally just leave with like trash bag a trash bag of their stuff and so she started this nonprofit where they buy them actual suitcases so they have something of their own to carry their things in so it's not so like sad it's not like I'm a homeless person living out of a shopping cart yeah right where you have like bags of stuff it's just like whatever you can have it's actually something that people probably the idea is to give let them feel like they have dignity even though they have dignity anyway but Mm -hmm. you know the emotions that can come along with that can be that you're not worth anything and so to have something like a suitcase that someone a business person would use to go travel probably actually gives them a lot to feel good about yeah, so knowing that, it made sense that she produced this movie because he was in the foster system, so like there's this connection mm-hmm. between it. Now, did you fast forward through the commercials on this one? Yes. Because I was going to mention, there were points where they were interviewing Tiffany Haddish, and I can't think of the other lady's name, who was the other executive producer, mm-hmm. and there was specifically one of them where they talked about the diversity that Lifetime has and how she they saw like this one person was originally like a set something and now has moved up to be a producer and stuff like that and I felt that that was really an uh, like a cool thing to add in there how they have seen that this is an important thing that Lifetime puts an emphasis on diversity and moving people of color up through their organization so I thought that was really interesting that is really interesting and not surprising to me because I would have said I mean I know Hallmark has done better this year on diversity Uh but definitely before this year I would have said Lifetime much better at it yeah and i actually wrote on here the ending i won't spoil it but the situation the ending i thought was really good with the like phone call she gets 
that says, hey, guess what? I got this for you. You know? Oh, yeah. I thought that was a really great ending. And I actually kind of felt like this was like when I made my notes and I had not seen one of the other movies. I actually said best movie of the weekend. But now I'm not so sure. Well, I think at the end, I have them ranked so we can rank them. Okay. So are we ready for ratings then for this one? Yes. Just quick and dirty. I gave it a three for the set because it wasn't. I mean, it was New York. Oh, that's so interesting. But I was like, meh. I gave it four for style because I really like. I thought they both looked great all the time. Four for storyline just because it was really sweet and I liked the Santa magic, even though the Santa storylines aren't always my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then I gave it three candy canes, though, because even though there was a lot of Christmas themed activities, I guess, I don't really remember thinking there was a lot of Christmas, I don't know, decor or feeling going on. We are opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. I gave the set a five. Mainly oh, because wow. there was this one video, like screen showing of Central Park with snow on it. And I was like, you sold me. I'm done. <laughs> I want to be at they Central got you. Park in, while it's snowing and beautiful and it's Christmas time. And like, this is my dream. Style, I did also give it a four. The storyline, I gave it a five because I actually really liked the conflict portion of this. I felt like it was really good conflict and I loved there's a part in it where she like stands up for what she believes in and is like stepping out in integrity I really felt like that was great and then Christmas cheer I gave it a five because that man is giving everything to everybody or making it so that Santa can give everything to everybody yeah. I, I can see that if we're going off of his Christmas spirit yeah he, he's definitely a five. Oh yeah and he brought her around he did she was wanting I mean hot cocoa well, it's hard to deny some of the things that happened. Like, you just have to start – I mean, it's – what is his organization called? Like, Never Stop Believing or something? Yeah. So I put this down as a love. Uh, I put this as a love also. Yay. We have our first love. And interesting Christmas enough, unwrapped. we talk about Hallmark. Everybody says Hallmark movie, Hallmark movie. The first one of the weekend w that I loved was from Lifetime. <laughs> you know? Yep. There you go. All right, it is the Christmas season, almost. Yay! <laughs> so we're going to be answering some Christmas questions. Mm -hmm. So this week we have a Santa magic movie in the mix. So we thought we'd ask a Santa question. So Carrie, if you were Santa Claus, what type of cookie would you want to be left out for you on Christmas Eve? Okay, this is a hard one because I love Christmas cookies. I, well, I love cookies in general, but especially Christmas <laughs> cookies. I think that I would want to be left. Ugh, it's hard pick. It's between either sugar cookies with icing mm -hmm. or snickerdoodles. But like Ooh. my snickerdoodles. Have you had my snickerdoodles? I don't think so. But I, I do should, love snickerdoodles. <laughs> I should make them. You should. To share the recipe even. But because I make them kind of big, they're mm -hmm. like thick and cakey instead of thin and crispy. And they are so good. Ooh. I'm going to go snickerdoodle. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about this. And I was like, ooh, snickerdoodle does sound good. And then you said it. So I think I want to go back to my original, the cookie I always love, which is the chocolate chip cookie. Oh, it's classic. I, I just love it. I think it would make my night if I got a chocolate chip cookie. I, I don't blame you, especially with the milk. Like, Ooh. those two go together perfect. I'd, I'd never leave the house. Sorry, rest of the kids of the world. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. I'll be in your cookie jar. Yep. 
next one is Chateau Christmas from Hallmark. And I watched this one, but I don't think you watched this one yet, right? No, I didn't have time to watch this one. But it also wasn't high on my list to watch. Well, I'll just tell you about it real quick. The main girl, Merritt Patterson, is a pianist. And she's kind of gotten herself in a funk where she's not playing from the heart. And the guy is Jackson, is uh, Luke McFarlane, her ex-boyfriend. And they split up because she went to take this, like her music career was taking off and she just kind of left him behind. And he is now a professor and their college friend asked him to help with this Christmas concert that has like fallen apart because all the people have had to drop out. He ends up asking her to play in it and they start going on a search to find people to perform. And I loved, there was like a parallel story kind of like theirs between they're rekindling their you know, love for each other. But at the same time, they're going to find this, what used to be a quartet that has broken up. And one of the guys is like, yeah, I'll do it if the other ones will do it, but doesn't think that the other ones will do it. So doesn't think he'll have to do it. And then they actually talk everybody into doing it and coming back together. So I really loved that. I was really interested at the fact that this was another Colorado movie. And I don't know if Colorado is a big place that they have these, but I don't think they actually filmed in Colorado. Well, no, this one was filmed in Whistler, British, but I don't feel like Colorado is generally the set. Like it's like Seattle or it's just somewhere random. It's not like, I don't feel like they say Colorado. So this is the second one for the weekend, but then there's at least the Christmas tree grows in Colorado coming up. I just thought that was interesting. Also found out that Luke actually plays the cello. So when he read this, apparently he said to them hey can you make this violinist it was supposed to be a violinist his character mm-hmm. so that would have been three or four it would have been a lot of violins. there have been a lot of violins this season and asked them if they could change it to this cello so they did that's really cool yeah and another cute part that i thought was cute was she says at one point she says like oh it's a date and he says hmm i like the sound of that <laughs> Oh, I can just I can just imagine Luke saying that, you know, yeah. in his voice and his, this little smile on his face. Yeah, it so was cute. really, really cute. Um, I will say style wise, I didn't love things. Her dress at the end was ill fitting and it was bad. Did not mm. like it. I don't know if you've seen pictures of this, but I don't remember. It didn't it was not great. She did play a song at the end, which was amazing. And it was it was really, really great. I mean, Merritt. Patterson didn't play because she can't play the piano. But the song was or the great. violin. Or does she She plays the piano, he plays the cello. Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. And her mom is from Heartland and I loved her mom. So I actually really liked this movie. It wasn't the best one, I didn't feel like. It wasn't better than Christmas Unwrapped. So I gave the set a four because it was pretty, but it wasn't like super great. The style I gave a three. The storyline I really liked, so I gave it a five because I actually thought that the idea of seeing these other people come back together and stuff like that, paralleling what they're kind of dealing with, I thought was nice. And then Christmas Cheer, I gave it a four. So pretty high. Yeah, I th- it was it was good. It was, to me, much better than, what was the other Hallmark one that I can't even remember right now? <laughs> Jingle Bell Bride? Jingle Bell, it was much better than Jingle Bell Bride, I felt like. So it was love? Yeah, it was love. Yay. Well, I will. I have it recorded, so I will watch it, but no judgments today. <laughs> so the next movie was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Delivered by Christmas. This was the one I was looking forward to the most. 
And I actually, I was so annoyed. I forgot to record it. I recorded everything else except for this one. So I had to watch it with commercials, which sucked. But it was worth it because I liked it a lot. It was so cute and I just loved it. It was really, really cute. My favorite thing that they did was they had like unique kind of Christmas activities. I mean, they went for ice cream at one point. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. And it was cute. All the Christmas uh, ice cream flavors and like rum raisin. You can't have raisins in ice cream. (laughs) Like, I agree. That little kid was so cute. (laughs) He was sassy. Oh, he was. And, and, you know, in the, the podcast, when we were like talking about the previews, the premieres coming up, you were like, I said, well, there's, there were some that seemed funnier than these or something. And you were like, well, it's home movies and mysteries. This one was actually funny. Yeah, it was. In the first half an hour, I laughed out loud like three times, I think. Yeah. I mean, even the preview they showed in the countdown show. Yeah. I laughed. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, And I'm just realizing I don't think I recapped what this movie is about. Oh, I don't (laughs) think you did quickly. Yeah. Let me quickly uh, update everyone so they kind of understand. So it follows Molly, who's a baker. She owns her own bakery. And Josh and his son, who have just moved to town, and they're helping his sister-in-law with this Christmas event in the town. So he gets her to bake cookies for the event, but they don't know it's each other because they only talk on the phone. And then meanwhile, they run into each other in real life in town doing random things, but they don't know it's the other person. So that's kind of the gist. Yep. Which I thought, you know, I was skeptical of the storyline beforehand. Because you were like, how does he not know who she is? Right. But now I like it. Although it it was so random to me that they both woke up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. I felt even though they spent a lot of this movie separate, like they weren't together a lot in the movie. They talked to each other a lot on the phone. Mm -hmm. So even though they weren't physically together a lot, I still felt their emotions and like their feelings for each other more so than other movies like Christmas on Ice where they were together a lot. And yet I still didn't feel the emotions between them. Well, and I kind of really liked that idea, that that part about it, because it was like specifically from her point of view, she is growing this interest in him when she's ran into him out in public and then him also on the phone calls and interactions that they're having remotely. So mm-hmm. I found it like I I loved this idea of of it being the same person and she doesn't she she doesn't have to struggle between like oh do I want to date this guy or do I want to date this guy because he's the perfect guy because hello know, it's so convenient <laughs> won't he do it won't he do it <laughs> Oh my goodness the other part of this movie though that I thought was was funny was the side lady that his sister-in-law and brother kept pushing on him. Like, this lady could not take a hint. Like, she asked him for his number when he clearly wasn't interested. Then when he still hadn't called her, multiple times he hadn't called her. Every time she saw him, she's like, oh, I haven't gotten your call yet. Oh, you haven't (laughs) called me yet. And then she forces him into a date with her when he's clearly reluctant. I was like, this lady, like, she's obviously into disinterested men. Well, and (laughs) – There was, to me, there was nothing, she wasn't putting her best foot forward. Because even when they met at the party, I was like, "Mm," like, she's like, 
<laughs> I can't remember what she did, but she was almost trying too hard while not trying at all. However, you do that. She was definitely trying too hard. And I understand like she might have felt she had an in with him because her friend was his sister-in-law and they really liked her for him. So I understand where she felt like, oh, I just have to put a little effort in because he's going to be because, you know, they've told me that he may not immediately warm up to me. But at a certain point, you've got to just cut your losses like he obviously was not warming up to you. I just I'm not one to push myself onto somebody or anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, oh, this poor. Yeah, it was a little much. Come on. All right, Carrie, give us your ratings. Um, The set, I gave it a four. I thought the little town was really cute. Mm-hmm. style i gave it a five because the hair in this was like amazing her yeah. hair looked like like gave me total whitney vibes oh for real i thought it was so cute the whole time and the sister's hair you know i have curly hair and my hair can be poofy and frizzy and mm-hmm. even when her hair was like down and really long and kind of like big i was like yeah. that's actually really cute like i like her hair and then at the end she did it different And I loved Mm -hmm. it at the end. It was even better. (laughs) I just liked her sister a lot. I wouldn't mind seeing her in more movies. Yeah. So I also also thought her daughter's hair was pretty. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're, I mean, the only people who I didn't care for their hair really was the sister-in-law and the girl that he's not interested in dating. So maybe if she upped her hair game, he would have been more interested. That's funny because I thought her hair looked like your average Hallmark hairstyle. I think it was, but to me, it was just a messy version. Mm. Storyline, I gave it a four. I thought it was cute. And Christmas cheer, I gave it a five because I really liked all the different things that they were doing. The snowball fight, like first five minutes sold me over the top. That was really cute. I gave it a five for the set because I really liked her bakery. I thought it was very different. Oh, it was. Compared to other bakeries we've seen, like the black and white checkered floor and then just the layout. It was very open. Yeah, it was very distinctive. So I really liked her bakery. And then I loved, loved his house. Oh, yeah. Like it was so pretty from the front and then the inside. I was just like, I love this house. (laughs) So I gave it a five. Four for style because I did love her hair and then his hair. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, normally I would say I hate this hair, but it worked for him. I don't know what what it was. It worked for his grungy look. And then I mentioned this to my sister who was watching this with me. And she brought up a comment that he looks like the off-brand Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Oh. And now it makes sense. Because Aragorn was pretty dirty, grungy in Lord of the Rings, but it worked for him. And this is what works for this guy. There's a connection. Well, and I really liked, I didn't love him without a hat, but I thought he was really cute with a hat on. Oh, yeah. The hat worked for him. Yeah. So this is like the one and only time this hair is going to work for me. <laughs> but it worked for me for this guy. And I, I, I agree with all your comments about her hair. I just loved it. And then I gave it a four for storyline because I liked it a lot. And then I gave it four candy canes for Christmas cheer just because I think I, I vote this more on you're more of like an activities for Christmas and I'm more of like a decor for Christmas for this. I, if it was activities, I agree. And I like that they built that fort and everything. But as far as decorations, like his house looked great, but I felt like their Christmas town center was lacking. It felt a little weak for me. I mean, there was a lot there, but it just, I wasn't feeling it as much. But overall, 
this was a love. I'll agree. This was a love. This was the one that actually may be fighting me for the top spot with Christmas Unwrapped. Now, the next one you'll have to talk about. Well, Forever Christmas on Lifetime. I think I watched this years ago, so I don't remember much about it. Oh. And I didn't didn't rewatch it. Well, I can just tell you how – how did you – how do you think you felt about it? Well, obviously, I didn't have strong feelings if I barely remember it. That's true. Like, I like – was it Christopher Russell who's in it? Yes. And I like the Chelsea Hobbs girl, but, I mean – I have watched, I think, 45 minutes of this, maybe a little bit more, and I just couldn't get into it. I – I don't know what it is about it. She's very awkward, I feel like. And he's cute, but I wouldn't see say he looks wildly sexy. I mean, there is that uh, that's, that scene where he takes his shirt off. <laughs> so maybe that's the part that qualifies. I mean, he's that's a good-looking guy, sexy. but I actually think he looks kind of baby-faced in this movie. I didn't feel like he looked as cute as he normally looks to me. And I don't know uh-huh. if it's the hair or what, but... I feel he looked the same. Like, if I'm basing off of previews, I feel like he looks the same as he always did. But I'll have to rewatch it to see... And then also to see if maybe it gets more sexy the further into the movie we go. Well, there was the episode where he, spoiler alert, just shows up at her house. And How's that sexy? <laughs> they kiss. Not oh. not end of movie kiss. Middle of movie kiss. Uh-huh. And it might now, have was been like the second when- one. And as soon as they start t- kissing, he goes to take his jacket off. I was like, oh. this is not homework. <laughs> Okay. I was going to be like, is this an Andrew Walker, Nikki Deloche, Sweet on him kiss where you rewatch it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only note I made was <laughs> he was taking off his jacket. jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I, re- now I really got to watch it. Yeah, that was an interesting part. But um, she quickly shoes him out. So she's not that kind of girl. She, well, she was trying to stay professional, I think, because of her job. <laughs> Anyway, we didn't say what this one was about either. He Whoops. celebrates Christmas 365 days and she's there producing a television show or whatnot. So interviewing him and following him around as he does stuff, blah, blah, blah. So did you want to talk about... Well, did you want to rate it? Or are we not rating it because you didn't finish it? Okay, well, Because I don't feel like I've seen enough of it to rate it. They wouldn't be higher than my two favorites for Shersies. <laughs> All right, then we'll just move straight on to rankings. Okay. Okay, so number one this weekend was Deliver by Christmas. Yes, I agree. Number two, Christmas Unwrapped. Yes, I agree. Okay, this might be where we diverge. <laughs> and also, I am not including in my ratings Chateau Christmas or Forever Christmas since I didn't watch them. Okay. Okay, so number three is Christmas Tree Lane. Mm, I'm trying to scroll back through here because I did not write this down. I mean, I would probably put Chateau Christmas first, but since you didn't include it, that's fine. Well, you put Chateau Christmas third or like first above Delivered by Christmas? No, no, no. Chateau Christmas would be third. I think the first two are the first two. Okay. No matter what. Okay. So you would be Chateau Christmas and I'm Christmas Tree Lane, but I haven't seen Chateau Christmas. And then I'm okay with Christmas Tree Lane because I think Andrew Walker carried that movie so well. Yes, he did. We love you. Yes. All right. Number four, Christmas on Ice. Yes. And then number five, Jingle Bell Bride. Yes. Which leaves Forever Christmas last, (laughs) if I was ranking it. (laughs) And since I didn't even want to finish it, I'm good with that. I think that makes sense. So that's where we fall. And then I think we're going to try and keep a master ranking list. I'm sure those last few are going to drop way down 
at oh, the yeah. end of the 7D. But Delivered by Christmas and Christmas Unwrapped might put up a fight. Yeah, they were both really good. I really liked both of those. They were very cute. And ironically, they're from the two channels that I don't usually watch Christmas movies on. So well, now you know you need to. I know. Then our next episode is the second part of our upcoming movies that are coming in November. Our part two because yep. it was so big. Because there's a lot of them. Yes, there's a lot. And then, oh, today, uh, Netflix's holiday movie premieres. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. that's right. I won't be watching so, it today. I'll probably be watching it today. i am probably watch it before the weekend's over, but I don't think I'll be watching it today. I'm excited for it. So we'll see. Oh, Stephanie, we also have to talk about one new movie. I noticed that Up TV has five new movies coming also, so I wanted to mention those. I'll touch more on the rest of them in the next episode, but um, there is one this weekend coming up on the first, and it's called mm-hmm. A Very Country Christmas Homecoming. It says third in a very country series, so I don't know if they're all related or not. Wait, third there, it is third in a very country series, but I wasn't sure if it was like the time for me to come and time for you or the Godwinks where you don't have to watch them all. No, these are definitely related because I'm looking this up and I have seen, okay, maybe I've seen both of them. So there's a very country wedding, which came before this one. Okay. So now let me go find what the first one is. Very country. Okay, I'm looking at Grayson Holtz, and he has a lot. Oh, A Very Country Christmas. Surprise, surprise. Oh, I think I've seen both of these. Oh, okay. Because I haven't, I don't think I've seen either one of them, and I was thinking I might want to watch them. So this. Okay. They, they're cute because, well, I really like Grayson Holt. So the first one, A Very Country Christmas, he, he's a country music star. So he wants to get back to his roots. So he goes back home, and I think. Think he's thinking about selling his house and he meets her so that that's like they're getting together and then there's a very country wedding where he's like in the limelight because he's a country star and they're trying to like work through it and whatever so now we're at a very country christmas homecoming yeah which i don't know what it's going to be about <laughs> this one's that zane and jeanette return from their honeymoon to plan <gasps> their first ever christmas Oh my gosh. I mean, it's not really their, I guess it's their first one married. So now I am very confused because on these movie posters, it says based on a Harlequin novel. So I'm guessing the, like, the A Very Country Christmas poster does not say it's based on a book. And oh, the second one does. And then there's the third one. So I'm wondering if this is a book series. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up. Okay. I am like, very excited, shocked, because I had no idea this was a series, and I just love Grayston Holt a lot. What was okay. he in? What else was he in? He was in Bitten, where he was a okay. werewolf, yeah. and he looked real good. He's in this cross-country Christmas movie that's coming out this year. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's... Oh, it's with Rachel Lee Cook. I'm wondering if it's a Hallmark one. Do you know that his last name is Holt? I have Holtz yeah. in my family. I wonder if we're related. Oh my gosh, Carrie, if you were related, you got to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Chesapeake Shores for a little bit. Um, I never watched Chesapeake Shores, but that- he was in a puppy for Christmas with Cindy Busby, okay. which I thought was cute because there was puppies. He's been in a lot of like Christmas movies. I just think he's very attractive. Do you know her? Let me look her up. 
B. Santos. So let's see. She is she was in One Winter Weekend, which I think is a Hallmark movie. Christmas Encore. I don't think I recognize no. I don't recognize any of these she other things. She was in one episode of Handmaid's Tale. I have yet to watch that. I did not watch Christmas Encore, but it is a Hallmark one. It has Brendan Elliott and Maggie Lawson. Let me look at the other one. She was Jennifer in One Winter Weekend. I do not remember a Jennifer. So yeah, I don't know who she is. Yeah, I don't know her either. But I definitely know him. Well, like I feel, I feel bad for everyone listening to this because I'm practically screaming in shock and excitement. <laughs> They're probably like, be quiet. I'm so glad I mentioned this so you can record it and watch it. <laughs> yes. So. Okay. I'm excited. I wonder if they're going to show the rest of the series beforehand. I don't know. It would be helpful if they did, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know who else is in this, which I'm super excited about? Who? Dina Carter. Is that how you pronounce her name? Dina? Yeah. I always say Deanna. Nope. Dina Carter. It's wrong. She's seeing strawberry wine. Strawberry wine. Strawberry wine. Seventeen. I think she does sing in these movies. Well, it's country music, so I bet that she does. She has a Christmas album. Twenty thirteen. I should look it up and see if I hate it. I know. Well, let me see. We're kind of going off on a tangent here, but it looks like most of these are covers, except for one called Johnny Snowman. Which you should play I, it right now. Okay, I'm going to play it. We can beep it out later. <laughs> this is the no. That's a hard no. <laughs> yes. You guys should go listen to it at least once. But this it's is why no. I don't love <laughs> Christmas songs from people. This is going to be a whole other episode, people. Guys, so I have issues. <laughs> prepare yourself. <laughs> but that is Up TV. And that is a very country Christmas homecoming. Very long name that I don't like, coming Sunday. And we'll cover the other November ones. There's three more in November and one in December. So we'll cover the three in November next week. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen. And our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.